when'd you get here? We're here. <laughs> get out of my room. Get out of my room. Uh, this is the Adam Kyle podcast, and we are recording from Kyle's temporary bedroom. <laughs> Kyle's, yeah, Kyle, the second bedroom in my house here. Kyle is here visiting. So we're doing it live. Yeah, it's really weird that you're not like talking into my ear holes directly. It feels weird. It's <laughs> almost like I don't know what how to record this now. I know. I'm being weird. How do we have a conversation again? I don't know. <laughs> I've only learned how to converse through computer screens lately. I know it's bizarre. What a what a time to lot to be alive. Yep. Speaking of a time to be alive, so we have a lot to we have a lot to uh, go over today. Somehow, in the last, I don't know. Two weeks? No, it's only been a week. Yeah, we did record last week. We did record last week. Yeah. Oh, but I purposely left some stuff off for this live version of the podcast because when we're live, generally they just always go longer anyway. Yeah. So let's make it extra long. <clears throat> so let's... <laughs> exactly. Um, so I have uh, lots of news, lots of album announcements couple of honorable mentions give or take um just a yeah. few and then we're gonna go over uh a concert review oh yeah what concert symphony x and haken and what should have been trope yeah but trope was mia last night yep they were mia um before we get into some news, we have to go. We have to. We have to start with the sad one. We'll get it off out of the top. Um, and one of the bands that played last night, Haken, did a tribute to this person. But uh, Alan White, longtime drummer, and by long time I mean like of fifty years, drummer of Yes, passed away. Mm-hmm. On what was I don't know. Should we call it? There's like black. Friday. Well, someone <laughs> else has taken that. I think lots of <laughs> lots of things happened. Yeah. Um, we don't usually talk about actors, but Ray Liotta passed away on Friday morning, mm. and he's a big deal. Goodfellas is one of the best movies ever made. Um, and then literally like two hours after that, in the span of, I think like, I saw announcements like maybe ten or fifteen minutes apart. Uh, Alan White. From yes, passed passed away, and then uh, Andrew Fletcher, the frontman of Depeche Mode, mm-hmm. who's been like, I mean, they're like a heavy hitting band. They've been around for forever. Lead singer of Depeche Mode also passed away. So that all happened in like a two hour period on Friday. So that was really sad. Yeah, that's rough. Um, yeah, Haken did a cool little tribute to yes last night. Right in the middle of their song, they busted into... Yeah, the song was... Owner that was 1985, Lonely, I think, right? Owner of a Lonely Heart. Yeah. yeah. But in the middle of, yeah, 1985. Yeah. Yeah. They did a tribute. And they did such a good job of it, so good on them. That's a, that's a classic. They did. Move. So, yeah, sad loss for the music world. I know that lots of, like, basically every progressive band that I or we listen to has been influenced by yes in some way or another so mm-hmm. it's a big it's a big hit to the prog rock world yep definitely um the only other news i have for that is uh spirit box has parted ways with their bass player 
I read. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I don't oh, know good why. Riddance. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it that's uh, that's too bad. I mean, bass players, I am a bass player, so I can say this, but we're like, we're not that important. <laughs> no. And, I mean, you can't really even hear bass in their song anyway. <laughs> no, because the guitar takes all the bass parts. Yes. <laughs> so they, yeah, they uh, parted ways with their bass players, so I, no announcement on who's going to replace him, but... Maybe I could. Well, give him a call. What's up? We have a loose connection anyway to them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready to tour the world, but nope. <clears throat> I can barely talk to you face to face. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for that's it for news. Uh, we can get into this concert review. Mm -hmm. So it was uh yeah Haken Symphony X at the Rickshaw Theater last night in Vancouver. Uh, yeah, this band Trope was supposed to be there, but I no one knows why they weren't there. Yeah, I was actually just Googling to see if there was an announcement or something. I couldn't find any reason for them not to be there. Do they have an Instagram? I, I, I don't know. I'm like 130 years old. I don't use Instagram. What even is Instagram? But uh, Russell Allen from Symphony X was talking about crossing the border mm -hmm. yesterday morning. So my thought is that maybe they just didn't make it across the border. Yeah, because they were in Seattle last night. They played in Seattle last night. With... Last night, really? Weren't they in Vancouver last night? Two nights ago. <laughs> bah. Huh. Yeah, they don't have anything on their Instagram about it. Yeah, that's bizarre. How bizarre. Very. Well, I mean, that had to be it, though. Oh, yeah. If you're in Seattle the night before. You probably just didn't uh, get across the border, which kind of sucks. But either way, we still got to watch Haken and Symphony X. Yeah, Haken was uh, so Haken started off the show. That I think I thought they sounded awesome. Started off yeah. with Prosthetic, which is a super cool opener. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they did that other one, and then they did Invasion was third, I think. What was yeah. the one in between? No, they did Invasion second, and then... Oh, that's right. Uh, third was uh, Nightingale. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Which was, we were both very curious to hear. Mm -hmm. I, I personally didn't think that Nightingale trans transferred well live. I think they did a really good job of it, mm -hmm. and the voices were cool. But uh, I didn't feel, feel it the same live as I did on the recording. Which is interesting to me, because when we talked about the single last or a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. you didn't love the single because mm -hmm. we wanted to hear it in context of the album that's right yeah and I liked the single better live just right. out of context of the album just because I thought it was kind of cool to hear mm -hmm. a new song live absolutely so, and like those songs the way that they put them together like the Cockroach King is a really good uh, example but uh they recreate it really well live. And I guess it's, it's hard for me like to describe, but I just don't like hearing it live. You know what I mean? Like I hmm. like hearing it on the album and I like seeing them reproduce it live, but I just didn't like it as an audience member live. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I thought some of the heavier parts of that song really stood out mm -hmm. live. And I don't, 
I didn't realize that that had such a catchy chorus in that song. Me neither. But uh, like, all the fans kind of knew it too. It's true. So yeah. clearly, they they kind of keep up with the band. And from a cool. like a, a supporting act standpoint, and like going into Symphony X, like most of the time, supporting acts kind of have a, a smaller crowd. But there was like some big Haken fans there for sure. Oh yeah. And it was probably like sixty to seventy percent of the capacity of the of the Symphony X concert. Like it was a good chunk of it were there to see Haken. Yep. Which was sweet to see. Yeah, and they're super nice guys. We got a chance to kind of pat them on the back. Pat them on the back. Yeah. Once on the way in and once on the way out. Basically, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Charlie gave me his guitar pick because I was at the merch table buying a t-shirt and we just kind of said, hey, and Mm -hmm. hope you have a really good show. Excited to be here. And they were all just like, yeah, thanks so much for coming kind of thing. And I was right in the middle of buying a shirt and then he saw that I was buying a shirt and he was just like, have a guitar pick with your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I said, thanks. Um, so yeah, super nice guys. So that was really cool. I always, that's part of why I like those kind of small metal shows is because bands will kind of like hang out at the merch table or totally at the rickshaw, like the, the way the, if you've never been there, the way that the rickshaw is kind of laid out is where the bands, bands have to go into the, basically backstage. They have to walk through the mm-hmm. crowd beside the bar and beside the merch table and go in this little door. So I have actually been in that room. You have? Yeah, because I went in there with Ash from Revocation. Oh, nice. And it's just as small as you assume it is. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah, at a theater like that. I've never been to the rickshaw myself, but it's a, it's a really cool building. And it's like a, a dual level thick seating, but like half the room is floor. It's a... Yeah, and then it, it looks like there's no backstage loading it looks like everything's loaded from the front so like the green room is just built on the side of the stage and and uh but yeah really cool intimate venue uh, i think you said the cap was 500 or so right yeah, i think five or six yeah so it's a, a good size lots of good energy yep yeah would definitely go see another show there well i will be seeing two more at least two more shows there this year so i'm very excited for that i lucky have tickets to monuments with some band person artist I've never heard of that's opening oh, okay. for them. It's called like Ariser or Eraser. Arise. Oh, interesting. Like, I have no idea who they are. Um, and then the big one that I'm very excited about, which is next month, is Era, Thornhill, Alpha Wolf. That's going to be so good. Invent Animate. Yeah, it's going to be so good. <gasps> and we're doing the VIP, so I'm going to be able to go... We get to go backstage, meet Era. Nice. See their sound check. That's going to be sweet. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I guess beyond Haken, Symphony X was really good. They... Symphony X was also a band there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mike, Michael Romeo it was just a pleasure to see live after hearing his solo album a few oh, weeks ago. Man. And, uh, yeah, the rest of the band. We learned that there's three Michaels in the band and there are five piece, so that's an... A weird amount of Michaels. Yep. Uh, that must get confusing. Yeah, I'm sure they must have names for each other. Yeah. They don't call each other Michael. <laughs> Michael! <laughs> and all of them are like, ah! <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. This, this is the first concert where we've ever seen the stagehand get, 
like cheered and encored, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a cool dude, and like the drums were having some trouble in the beginning of the set, and he just like worked through it, but like while the band was just playing and the drums were pounding in his face. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he was doing their their kind of line check before their set, he kind of just repeated one two hey hey one two hey and so people started picking it up as a, as a chant and then after <laughs> symphony x was done we just all chanted one two hey hey yeah as a, for like the encore yeah no one chanted symphony x <laughs> no and then uh and then literally the stagehand so came out with a guitar it was just like silhouetted on the stage and everyone cheered for him and like i don't know just mad respect yeah. those stagehands the shows don't go on without them so yep uh, i thought that was pretty hilarious and awesome mm-hmm and then uh, Symphony X did come out for an encore. You could say that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one I didn't expect. I was just about to bring up the set list because I thought the set list was awesome. Oh, it was good. Yeah. But just when I thought, I was like, when they got off stage the, the first time for the encore, they ended with uh, Set the World on Fire, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Yeah. Um, you could really feel the energy in that room when mm-hmm. that song came on. But yeah, they got off stage and I remember I turned to you and I was like, that was kind of a short set. Yeah. It was like a, maybe an hour or an hour and yeah, it was 10 minutes. Yeah. And then Symphony X proceeds to come on and play their 25-minute epic, <laughs> The Odyssey, as their encore song. And I was like, oh, okay, this makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. And then the show, like, Russ Allen did a lot of talking in between. Mm-hmm. Even that song and throughout the set, so it kind of built it up to about i don't know an hour and 45 minutes they were yeah i think i think in all, all in all they were an hour and 45 minutes which was cool yeah uh they really did a good job of like showing their personalities on stage too which was good sometimes mm-hmm. that gets a little lost in the shovel yeah but uh yeah russell allen and, and michael romeo kind of messed with each other a fair bit which was hilarious yeah. to watch. i mean you can tell they've been buds for ever over 25 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah, that was really cool. They were all on point. Um, yeah, some cool songs mixed into that set list. Mm-hmm. I liked the flow of the set list. It was kind of like really high energy to start. It started with Nevermore. Yep. And then uh, they kind of ducked down into some of their like slower, more ballady stuff. Yeah, which the one song they played, I'm looking it up right now, because the one song that they played, I was like, frick, I forgot how good this song is. Yeah. Um, is it without you or when all without you? Mm. I think it's without you. Yeah. Or see lies. One of the two. I think that without you makes sense because right before he was like, "We're so blessed to have, and we wouldn't be here without you." And then they yeah. started playing that song. That's such a great song. Yeah. Serpent's Kiss was great. Uh, Evolution, the Grand Design from Iconoclast. That one sounded awesome. Yeah. Run with the Devil was cool yeah and then set the world on fire and then just boom hey let's play our 25 minute epic I played a lot from Underworld I realized oh yeah yeah really really fun show overall though I'm really happy that I made the trek out here to come see it and see you me too <laughs> yeah that was very cool yeah and it's just a quick quick flight home tomorrow I'm leaving at 4.30 in the morning so <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, I'm on setlist.com. This is so random. Uh, I'm on setlist.com and I just saw that there was like a set list for Cradle of Filth because we oh, noticed yeah. that Cradle of Filth played 
the night before the night before yeah. in vancouver so i was like i wonder what they played and the biggest maybe surprise ever can you imagine going to cradle of filth they didn't play nymphetamine oh isn't yeah. that like their song yeah maybe they're sick of playing it that's like their enter sandman their pull me under their like you have to play that they did play her ghost they ended with her ghost in the fog which would be very cool to hear totally anyway that's super random yeah <laughs> but i just was like huh, speaking of how do you ways. not play nymphetamine yeah so yeah if you get the chance uh definitely go out and see those bands uh russell allen did say he somehow promised that he was they were going to be back next year yep uh with a sort of half promise for an album yeah he was he was kind of like at first he was like with or without a new album we'll be back next year yeah but then he was like but there'll there'll be a new album <laughs> yeah. and so it's like something's coming yeah and you have to think though because like oh yeah michael well michael romeo is a writing machine right now yeah and they obviously wrote during the pandemic or something yeah and then they did like you don't just decide to do a 25th anniversary tour without kind of debuting new music Totally. At some point. So. Well, I, I kind of imagine. And it's been seven years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of imagine that they're doing the tour to kind of gauge <laughs> gauge their following still to kind of figure out what to do with the album and make a little bit of money maybe to help with the production and. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you that there's there's a plan in the works. There's, I'm surprised. Like I, I'm pretty sure that that show sold out last night, the rickshaw, but like. The last time I saw them, they played at Mac Hall in Calgary, and that's, is that about the same? I think it's about 1,500 Mac Hall. So it's triple, and they sold that out. Yeah. So like, I don't know, maybe they're not big. Vancouver's weird. I I don't think people, the metal scene in Vancouver, unfortunately, is not that great. No, that's fair. Oh, it's a a thousand at Mac Hall, but still, it's uh, bigger. Yeah, bigger. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I hope they come through again. I'll definitely see them. I now that was the first time I've seen Haken. I've only heard good things about their live show, and that was cool. But now I really want to see them headline. I think they'd be a great headliner. Uh, They're almost like a. They've almost got Muse vibes. So you put like a Muse show behind progressive, like metal, like harder than Muse. I think that that would be super cool to see. Yeah, that'd be sweet. And they obviously catered their set list towards Symphony X fans because basically, kind of besides their new one, Haken played a lot of their heavier songs. Totally, yeah. And in a two-hour set, it'd be cool to hear some of like their slower stuff. and Definitely. Crystallized, especially. Mm-hmm. That would be sick. Anyway, all in all, great show. Can't wait for the next one already. Yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yes. How much did you miss live music and the sound of live instruments? I missed it a lot. Because that was your first show. In that was my first show, yeah, since, since... I'm pretty sure since Iron Maiden in 2019. Jeez. Yeah, it's been a long time. <clears throat> I think that the, the first thing I noticed is that, like, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for the energy, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, it wore me out pretty fast. Like, by the end, I was kind of just ready to sit and watch, which is weird. But, I mean, I'm also getting older. But well, then, it was also a thousand degrees in that room. That's true. Yeah, I was standing and sweating. <laughs> Russell Allen commented a few times about how hot it was in there. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, 
yeah, the, the the energy was something to get used to, and like it was just loud. Like I haven't been to a yeah. loud concert in a while, and I had brought I've got these custom earplugs that I had brought, but I forgot to bring them to the concert. Like they just sat in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would have helped. Perfect. Yeah, because I definitely had some fatigue, but uh, yeah. I, I loved it, and the sound of live instruments is just on. Like you can't beat it. Yep. And the energy at a metal show is just undeniable. I don't think I'll ever stop going to metal shows. Nope. I'll be 130 years old and at a metal show. Maybe not headbanging. Yeah. No, but <laughs> just chilling there. Just chilling. Yeah. 100%. Cool. Okay. Do you want... We're going to move on. Okay. <clears throat> uh, we have six albums to review. We have an honorable mentions list and an album announcements list. So I'm guessing you want album announcements first and we'll do honorable mentions after. Yep. Let me just slide over to my keyboard so I can keep up. Ah. Yeah. Do you want me to move this? Oh yeah. Well, that's, I forgot that that was a thing. We do have a mic that we're speaking into at some somehow. Yeah. That's how all you wonderful people can hear us. Okay. Uh, album announcements. Uh, do you want to take a stab at the number? 13. I wish. Oh. 19 Oof. album announcements I have. Um, I don't even know where to start. Okay. At the top, I guess. Yeah, maybe let's start with A. Okay, well, no, this starts with you. Oh, okay. Um, Me what? This is the band called Unprocessed. I okay. think we reviewed their single. That was That was on the list that we had with Spencer. Mm, yeah yeah that, that was cool, a cool like, song blue music video yeah yeah they announced an ep okay uh so i guess not an album depends on who you ask uh ep is called boy without a gun that comes out june 3rd um next up i'll just get i'll just get rid of the eps here except now it's all out of order <clears throat> next EP Betraying the Martyrs oh nice that's on our singles list for this week as well so we'll talk about their new single here later um, but that is originally that was released as a standalone single but since we have spoken they have announced their EP Silver Lining that comes out June 24th and I have one more oh no I have two more EPs one more EP um this is from a band called Hot Milk. Gross. Ugh, tell me about it. The album, or the EP, is called The King and Queen of Gasoline, which I like that title a lot. It kind of rolls off the tongue nicely. Yeah. That comes out August 5th. That is not my favorite album title of the week, though. It, you will hear one in the honorable mentions that I think is just an another sick album title last ep is from a brand called profiler uh, this is their very first release they're with sharp tone records and the uh it's a self-titled ep called profiler ep coming out june 24th the first single from that ep is sick sick it's so good Next up, we have, uh, I guess they're death metal titans in in the community. They're big titans. Behemoth. Oh yeah. Announced a new album. Never been a huge fan of Behemoth. 
but the new single is quite good from the new album. And man, I am just losing every thing. There it is. The album is called Opvskontranatvram. Cool. I'm even going to spell that properly the first time. O-P-V-S. You know, your typical word, first word that's O-P-V-S. Yeah. Where did all the vowels go? And then contra. And then Natvram, N-A-T-V-R-A-M. I'm guessing that's Latin for something. That album comes out September 16th from Nuclear Blast. Sick. Very sick. Man, you'd think I would write down the uh, dates these albums are out right beside each other, but I did not. So there you go. Uh, and we have another band coming out of Australia on the Unified UNFD label. They're called Yours Truly. And their uh, debut album is called Is This What I Look Like? And it's coming out July 15th. I haven't actually heard this band, but I said, hey, an Australian metal band on Unified's label, I will listen yeah, to it. We'll have to listen to it. Yes. Just whatever they've got in the water there is just. I, it, I think I want, they melted. They melted down the pick of destiny. I want some of it. Yeah. Yes. Um, maybe the coolest uh, release or album announcement I have this week. I was going to save it, but now I'm just going down the list, so it makes my life easier. Uh, a band called Gray Days, which was, and Days is like, oh, I'm in a Days, mm. like D <laughs> D A Z E. Uh, this was Chester Bennington from Linkin Park's uh, side project oh, going yeah. like throughout Linkin Park. Yeah, uh, and they are releasing this album posthumously. So this was this was like actually recorded while he was alive, and this is oh, said to be known the last thing he recorded. Very cool before he died. Um, so that's really cool. <clears throat> the other cool thing I noticed if on Apple Music, another one of the things I like about apple music is they like when you look at an album you can you scroll down and you see like the like the record label it's on or the yeah. copyright yeah uh this one says so it's got the name the band members name sean dowdell and mace byers and it says the chester and talinda bennington family trust so they cool clearly got permission from yeah from, from the, the family the state, to, yeah put it out uh also some cool uh on the track listing they have a song with dave navarro and then there's a song right in the middle of the album called hole and it says featuring lily and lila bennington which i think are his kids phenomenal so that's going to be a cool thing to check out for sure yeah that comes out june 17th so i'm pumped about that Next up, a metalcore band called Secrets. I was listening to a, another podcast talking about some new music coming out. And the one guy on that podcast who I 
very much respect his opinion. He said that Secrets is the most underrated and least talked about metalcore band maybe ever. Oh, shit. And I went back and I listened to... I recognized some of their album covers. I was like, oh, yeah, this band. And they are sick. And the new single is also very cool. That album is called The Collapse, and it comes out June 10th. A... Another album that comes out June 10th is a band called Kardashev. How do you spell that? K-A-R-D-A-S-H-E-V. Okay. And their album is called Liminal Right. They're on Metal Blade's album. Just a single that kind of came up on like the release radar thing. Yeah. And I said, this sounds cool. And they have no album coming out. Nifty. Next up is a band called Candy. And their album is called Heaven Is Here. And that comes out June 24th. This uh, this band is uh, kind of weird. Their album cover is kind of weird for this new <laughs> album. But it sounds, it looked, it's looked and sounded intriguing. So we'll check it out. <clears throat> Uh, getting into some bands we are definitely familiar with. Uh, I don't know how excited I am to listen to this new album, but we'll probably talk about it. And that is the new album Afterlife by Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, I like Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, God, I think they're terrible. Really? Oh, oh. I like that. <laughs> they're, I really, really liked their one album. Yeah. That I can't even remember the name of. <laughs> But it had the really cool cover of the Bad Company yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and ever since then, I just think they're awful. I don't know. I think they know what they are, and they rock it. I find it really good pump-up music. It is great workout music. I bet. Yeah. And they do have a, like, their guitar player, Jason Richardson, is way too good for that band. But, I agree with that, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel about Five Finger Death Punch, kind of how I feel about Volbeat. Fair enough. Just Which kidding. I also like Volbeat, yeah. so. <laughs> I tried, because Volbeat released an album last year. Oh, did they? And I purposely didn't tell you about it, so you didn't make me listen to it. <laughs> and, but, and so I, and someone was, someone was like reacting to like a brand new music video they put out. Yeah. For the, for the song. And the, the music video looked like cinematography-wise looked, looked really cool. So I was like, well, oh, I'll see how it is. And I got about a minute and a half into the song and I said, no, no, I can't do it. That's really funny. I love that. Next up is the band Soulfly. Remember Soulfly? I do remember Soulfly. I was wondering if they were still around, actually. They are. They have a new album coming out. It's called Totem. And it is coming out August 5th. Off of Nuclear Blast as well, of course. Uh, I have not listened to this band in many, many years, so I'm very curious to hear how they sound. I'm really wondering, so the last time I listened to them, I'm just uh, checking. The last, um, I don't know it off the top of my head, surprise, surprise, but it was Prophecy. Oh no, there's Dark Ages. That was 2004 and 2005, for those who are wondering, so it's been a while. Yes. They've released seven albums since then. Holy. Or sorry, six albums since then. Totem's the newest one. 
Good lord. Yeah. So they're doing stuff. There's way under the radar for me. Yeah, definitely. I saw the list of new albums and I said, hey, I know that band. I'm very curious to hear what they sound like now. Uh, Next up, uh, this was one of my favorite metalcore bands for a while back in the day and then they kind of fell off and then they released a new single for this now album uh, quite a while ago. And that's Miss May I. Oh, yeah. Uh, their single is on our list, I believe, yep. for this week. Yep. Um, I loved the new single. Um, but they just, like, maybe two days ago, announced their new album. And it's called Curse of Existence. Coming out September 2nd. They're also on Sharp Tone Records. Sharp Tone, A Rising Empire, UNFD. Some of my favorite record labels right now. Oh, definitely. They're just pumping good music out. Yep. Uh, speaking of A Rising Empire, uh, we talked about their EP last year. Okay. Maybe it was this year. I don't know what time is. Aviana. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that was at the beginning of this year. Okay. They have they released a new single. And they announced an album, a full-length album, called Corporation, on August 3rd. I can actually tell you that uh, we did talk about the EP this year, and we talked about it. Uh, It was on our episode 23 honorable mentions list. Hmm. Yeah. So not that long ago. No, that was... um, I don't have a date for that, but it was early in the year. It was number 40 on our list. Hmm. So on your list on my list yeah I don't know where it landed on mine so that'll be kind of cool oh yeah that's not the top four list. that's just the order of what we've talked about albums oh okay yeah jeez yeah that's definitely not 40 on my top 100 list (coughs) fair enough (laughs) next up is we only have (laughs) we only have eight more albums to go oh perfect we're making good time uh, speaking again, speaking of a rising empire, this is a band called the Oklahoma Kid, and the album is called Tangerine Tragic. I like the name of that album a lot. Is that your favorite one this week? No. Oh. That's coming out June third. Um, I remember hearing about the Oklahoma Kid from someone we know. Who told me about it? Dave, Robert, Frank. Nope. Charlie. Nope. We don't know any of those people. We know a Dave. We <laughs> ran into a Dave last night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I can't remember. But this this new album, it's very interesting. I think I think it's going to be a really cool album. Okay. It's just like... It's kind of like eclectic. Kind of got some like cool electronic-y bits to it. Okay. It kind of reminds me like North Lane-ish, but a little more high energy. Nice. With that okay. electronic-y vibe to that. Next up is a band called Mood Ring. And the album is called Stargazer. And they are on Unified's label, UNFD, out of Australia. I don't think they're from Australia, but they're on the Australian label. Uh, I don't like the name of this band. No, me neither. But their 
the reason why I checked them out because sometimes I cycle through like the iTunes store of like all the new releases yeah or upcoming releases and I'm like hey that's a cool album cover <laughs> it is a really cool album cover yeah it looks like a pomegranate has exploded yeah it's just kind of, it's kind of just caught my eye and so I checked out yeah I checked out that disintegrate oh yeah and constrict <laughs> So it turns out it's not a pomegranate. It's snakes with rose petals as I zoomed into it. But That's it, even cooler then. Yeah, it is cool. So, uh, and those two songs were very interesting. So I think that'll be a cool... They've got a, a single release called Sync.Wave. Hmm. I think that that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, before I announce the next album, I have to just figure out where, again, what band this guy is from. I can't ever remember. Right. Dillinger Escape Plan. Mm. Greg Pusiato from the Dillinger Escape Plan is releasing a self or a self self-released album. It's called Mirror Cell. And that comes out July 1st. He he released a single a while ago that I thought we talked about. But Mirror Cell? Yep. All one word. And the single was really cool. Hmm. I can't I can't find it. Oh, maybe cell with a C. Well yeah. Well I thought it was cell with an S. Mirror cell. Like sell my mirror? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Did you find it? No. Are you spelling Greg Pusiato correctly? Probably not. He can't find it, folks. P-U-C. There it is. There it is. Well, that's the single. He just hasn't pre-released it on uh, ah. Apple Music yet. That would be why. <clears throat> cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious about that. I think that'll sound kind of cool. Next up is a band called Civil War. I don't need your civil war. <laughs> uh, the album is called Invaders. Invaders. <laughs> that comes out June 17th off of Napalm Records. Um, I checked out the single of the one of the singles off of this album, and it kind of sounds funny enough, like like kind of like a high energy, like high energy, like more power metally version of Iron Maiden. It okay. sounded kind of cool. Cool. So, uh, very interested in that. Uh, next up is another band that I've never heard of before. They're called Oni O N I. Okay. And. The album is called Loathing Light, coming out June seventeenth. The this band again when I was searching through the through the iTunes, and I kept coming across this Ani, but I again kind of like a, an album cover thing with a band name like that. I was like, I don't, I don't really want to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna check it out. But then it kept coming up, and the album cover was kind of cool. And so I was like, well, frick, what the hell do these guys sound like? And I listened to like a thirty second clip and immediately added it. Is that right? Hey? Yeah, to my well, they've they've like got a coming up. They've got list. a song, a secret called Secret, or sorry, a song, a single called Secrets, and it's featuring Iggy Pop and Randy Blythe. Yeah, 
Like what? <laughs> yeah. Super interesting. Um, yeah, I think it was, I think it was the lie oh, okay. that I listened to and yeah, you know how on like iTunes you can just get like the 30 second kind of preview or whatever. Yeah. In that 30 seconds, it made me want to pre-add the album. Sweet. Like I was just like, this is kind of cool. So that's the band Ani. I've never heard of them before. Don't know how long they didn't even look up anything. They're kind of cool. Two more. Uh, I think we also talked about this band last year. Um, I I don't know how to pronounce their band name. I'm guessing it's Raptors, but it's the band that's it's stylized R X P T R S. You'll probably recognize their album cover when you search them up. Because I remember I remember talking about their EP I think with you. And I remember liking it a lot more than I expected to like it. Hmm. I don't recognize it, but uh, that's not to say we do talk about a lot of music. True. Anyway, their new album is called Life Living Without Death's Permission. That's a cool title. Yes. June 24th. Yeah, I'm almost positive we talked about their... Yeah, probably. Maybe it was an honor roll mention and I never got to it or something. Or I think I think it might have been the episode of Spencer, because I remember Spencer really likes this band. Okay. Okay. Um so yeah, this will be kind of cool. The last one, holy of album announcements. Um also a band that kind of just keeps pumping out music like Weezer does. They're a band called Haunt. That oh I, yeah. That I discovered a while ago. They have another new album coming out. They've put out about four in four years. And this album is called Windows of Your Heart, coming out July 1st. Also a sick album cover. Sick enough that I want to order it on vinyl, maybe, even. Ooh. Oh, baby. Um, that's it. Okay. <laughs> we made it. Just a couple, hey? Yeah, just a few. I, that was 21 with EPs. That was, it was a journey. Was it? Yeah. Jeez. That is really cool album artwork with Haunt. Yes. Those who want to go and look at it, you should. <laughs> yeah. It's, cool band. Yeah. It's a window with an eye and like a cool 1980s themed logo. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. So is it time for our ratings? It's time for our ratings. Okay. And I think it's my turn, isn't it? I believe indeed it is. No pressure, but don't suck. Okay. I'm not going to give you a window into my ratings this year. This year? This week. Because I'm trying not to give too much away. Okay. Uh... All I'll say is, for the most part, pretty much every album scored pretty, like, I would say well. Yeah. Over 20. Okay. Except for my number six. (laughs) And my number six least favorite album of the week is Explosions by Three Days Grace. What? It was so good. (laughs) Uh... 
I mean, the best way I can sum it up is I enjoyed Simple Plans album a lot more than this one. Totally. Um, but same kind of like juvenile lyrics, hey? Second lowest score of the entire year. Is that right? For me. Okay, I, I scored a little bit higher than that. Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. I could barely get through the first two songs. Oh, is that right, hey? Oh my god, I thought it was so bad. <laughs> first of all, whoever their new singer is, do something different. <laughs> He's um, trying too hard to sound like old Three Days Grace, I think. And just in general, like, there was not, nothing, no substance there. No. It was boring, generic, like, just super recycled yeah. ideas that... <laughs> The instruments sounded so bad. <laughs> like, God, I thought it was just like god awful. That's fair. I uh, I didn't <clears throat> think it was that bad. <laughs> like in the con, like just thinking about it, like the like the other albums this week, even last week, with, yeah, like Florence and Simple Plan, and then the week before, I remember was a really really good week. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, just thinking about even the last, like, maybe 15 albums we've li- listened to in the last few weeks or reviewed, this doesn't even hold a candle to any of those. Mm, that's pretty fair. I just thought it was fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. It, it might be it might be worse, or it might be just as bad as Skillet's album, in my opinion. Oh, I, I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't go that far. But I've, I've got a pretty soft space in my heart for Three Days Grease, too. So, I don't know. Yeah. I thought this was better than a lot of their new releases since their old singer left. I don't remember his name. Adam. Adam, yep. Uh, not Lambert. <laughs> Laverstein? Adam. Leguine? Adam. Something like that. I remember the last thing I... The last thing that, that Adam... I want to say Graves for some reason, but that's a hockey player. Well, let me just go on our friend Google. The last thing that I remember really liking from that singer of Three Days Grace was the single he did with Apocalyptica mm, was yeah. rad Adam Gauntier Gauntier yes um, <clears throat> yeah I have no idea who their new singer is in Three Days Grace but good lord <laughs> I just well, yeah. well this is going to be hilarious it's, it's definitely a low score for me but it's not the second lowest of the year yeah it's uh low okay let's, uh, let's do it well vocals I gave two I gave it three yeah uh guitars I gave 1.5 <laughs> I gave it 2.8 I thought they just sounded awful and then like there was something about the tone of them like it just <laughs> it, it sounded like it was going through like a synthesizer kind of thing yeah maybe that's what they were going for I don't know yeah, I thought that it it actually reminded me of um, of old Three Days Grace. Honestly, like I didn't think it was that bad, and I liked some of the riffage, and I liked I like I say a two point eight is not a great score, but it it's I gave it some credit for my opinion. Hmm. Well, before we go too far, this band is a Canadian band. They're from Norwood, Ontario. I did not know that. Yeah, I did label on our Asana list the Canadian bands, but I had no idea Three Days Grace was from. Yeah, I, I added that to the asylum list. But yeah, there uh, we have three Canadian bands of our six that we're doing this week. So We do. So, drums I gave 1.7. <laughs> I gave them 2.9. Because, <laughs> like, 
they were, they were better than the guitars. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> writing, I gave one. I gave three point four. I uh, I did find some of it catchy and like it was it had no substance to it. And the the lyrics were juvenile, but the like melodies and stuff were catchy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, not like not one thing stood out to me about this album. Fair enough. Yeah, like I, like I felt about it the way I felt about Skillets. That's so funny. Yeah. I lasted through Skillets longer. <laughs> like I think I think Skillet. I at least listened to like six or seven songs. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I got past song three on this album. Okay, okay. Just being honest. Yep. Maybe, well, no, I won't listen to it ever again. <laughs> um, which will be reflected in my repeatability score. <laughs> <laughs> production got my highest mark. I gave it uh, 2.7. Okay, I gave 3.8 for production. Yeah, see, I just thought it didn't sound good yeah I I don't know what to say to that because I thought it was well balanced I thought it did a good job so. yeah um, and then I mean take a wild stab at what my repeatability score is zero <laughs> nailed it uh, I gave it a two because I don't think I'd turn it off if it came on but uh, it didn't make it into my library so the only good th I think that came out of this album is it made me go back and listen to like 1x oh yeah that day because yep. I was like what 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 did three days grace sound like when they were good it was fairly different hey very okay well maybe I've got the eye comparison because I was definitely going on like a nostalgia memory yeah I mean I've never been a huge fan of this band no, no. oh yeah I, I've really liked them like we saw them with I can't remember who at the coke stage the yeah the 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 most I've ever liked three days grace is when they covered lose yourself and nailed it yeah that's right that was sick because that was funny that was right around the time we were talking about doing a metal cover of three days grace or of uh lose yourself yeah and then we went there and saw it and we were like this was good yeah we we should have followed we should have swung through on that one. yeah it was very cool anyway uh my final score is 8.9 out of 30 Ooh. i over doubled you i got 17.9 out of 30 wow yeah <laughs> Yeah, just looking at some of the other low scores, I mean, we gave, I gave uh, Skillet ones across the board, except repeatability. I remember <laughs> just taking it, so that one got 5 out of 30. But the other lowest score of the year, uh, Pup was down there, 15 out of 30. Uh, Brian Adams, 16 and a half out of 30. And then the, what was the other lowest one? We this was a big discrepancy for you and I. I remember. Yeah. Uh, was Papa Roach? I gave fourteen point eight out of thirty. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, and then after that, that was my that was my lowest. Oh no. Oh you, from last week. Oh yeah. Oh you. Weeks ago was gave got fourteen point six. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bunch of the same ones in there. Pop. OU, the weekend song, third secret. Oh yeah, third secret was awful. Dude. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we have a new thing. It's eight point nine. Yep. All right. So there you go. That's three days grace. Go check it out if you if you must. Okay. 
Shall we move on? Yeah. Number five. Okay. Um, was that... Actually, I don't want to know. I don't want to know it, where that fell. Okay. I'm curious, but I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, my number five. Favorite or favorite, least favorite of the week is hopefully my wife's not listening the black keys <laughs> yeah with dropout boogie yeah they're from akron ontario in the u.s for those who are curious yeah are you have you is this what you've started have you started a thing where you're just gonna yeah i like this yeah me too i, <laughs> I like to know where bands are from i like to know what label bands are on but yeah. i like to know where they're from so together we will have all the information <laughs> perfect uh yes black keys from akron ontario oh ohio sorry i said ontario but it's you did. ohio it is ohio yeah i US. also said ontario yeah <laughs> we're gonna give you all the information but only to 90 percent accuracy <laughs> yes perfect um let's do the scores first and then general thoughts okay i'm very curious you okay. go first okay yeah i gave uh vocals a 3.8 okay this will be interesting. I gave 3.3 for vocals. Okay. Um, I like I like Dan's voice. Mm -hmm. It just stays in his pocket. That's which, right. I mean, it's a good pocket. Yeah. It suits the band. It does, yeah. But sometimes I'd like to see him branch out a little bit. Yeah. And for me, like, that's why I, like, it, it, I couldn't go over a four. Yeah. I, th I thought that, it, like, the melodies were really cool and they fit the music really well. But couldn't give him yeah. over a four. Um, I didn't give any score over a four. Oh, I did. Hmm. Uh, guitars, I gave 3.5. I gave 4.2. Again, kind of just staying in that pocket. I liked how they sounded. Mm-hmm. And I like, in general, how they... How their guitars sound, but... Ah, uh, see, I don't think that they were in the pocket. Like, I think that they really hit that blues stride. And mm -hmm. that blues kind of oddball voicings on chords and, like... I don't know. I, th I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, like, a, they're catchy. <laughs> but it's like, it's a Black Keys album. Like you know what you're going to get in my, mm. with this one, in my opinion. Okay, fair enough. Drums. 3.6. 4.1. Okay. So mm -hmm. lower than lower than guitars for me. So yours were higher than guitars, right? Yeah, by 0.1. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know what the discrepancy is at this point, but... No, it's hard. At some point, it's just a number mm -hmm. out of your gut. <laughs> yep. Uh, writing was my highest score of the week. It was 3.9. Okay, I gave 4.2. And then production, I gave 3.8. Really? I gave it 4.4. I thought it was produced really well. Hmm. Yeah. And again, it's a, it's a style of production, right? Like, it's really hard True. to compare metal production to blues production, right? Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah. So for me, like this, the style really suits suited the album, and so I, I gave it a high score because I thought it really brought the color and the the feel of the album to the forefront. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then my repeat score was three point five. Oh, mine was three, so mine was a little lower than yours. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. like again, overall still catchy. Yep. Still good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what was your final score then? My final score was 21.6. Okay, okay. I gave 23.7. Hmm. 
I really want to know where that fell for you. I know, I know an album for sure you rated high. Do you? Yes. <laughs> so that was the Black Keys, Dropout Boogie, off of Nonesuch Records from Akron, Ontario. Ohio, for those who yes. are the, the state side. Yes. Okay, my number four of the week. This is where it gets foggy, I would say, where the scores start. I agree. Very yeah. close. This, this is. I'm really interested with these last four for sure. Yes. Uh, so my number four is the. I'm pretty sure it's the debut album. But it's the album Love Language by Wind Waker. Okay. Is my number four of the week. Uh, again, barely. I want to tell you my like where these fall so badly. I'm so tempted to. I'm not going to till the end, though. Yeah, let's not do it till the end. Maybe okay. I'll try and guess. Okay, that's fine. But you, well, well wait, because you, are they in order of your scores? Yes. But but you're not gonna remember my scores unless you're really are you do you remember my scores? I yeah for the most part. Oh, okay, good for you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well then then this is a fun game we can play over under because <laughs> remember the uh, remember the uh, Mario Party game we were playing where you had to rearrange where all the items went. Oh yeah, I got a perfect score. Yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> an elephant never forgets. Um, but I have already forgotten what you gave. The first two, <laughs> so yeah. Well, well, we'll do this anyway. So at the end, you can guess, and I'll tell you. Yes. Um. So Wind Waker. Mm -hmm. This was a very interesting album. Um, it was very good. It was different. Mm -hmm. Just different enough for like a metalcore band. Um, funny enough, I didn't listen to this one like a lot. I listened to it once through and then it went back to a couple songs, but I really want to go back to it, but it kind of got overshadowed, not just from albums on our list, but just other things, uh, so many other things that I was, well, like even prepping to. for the concert, like going to a concert, I always listen to a lot of the, like Taken and the Symphony X before. Same. Yeah. yeah. And we listened to like the Trope album and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> Yeah, but I the, a very interesting record for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, but I really liked. I enjoyed it overall. Um, These guys <clears throat> are from Wagga Wagga in New South Wales. Oh, in Australia. Just for fun. Yeah, yeah. Wagga Wagga is an interesting town name. So I mean, again, Australia. Yeah, just pumping out music and good music. Yeah, delicious music. Um, my lowest score on this album was the vocals, not by much, but I did give the vocals a 3.9. Okay. And I think that was just because there were certain parts, the screaming parts that I didn't love. I really liked the cleans, mm -hmm. but I really liked everything else. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, this is not my lowest score. But I gave vocals a 4.4. 4. Okay. I really liked them. So mm -hmm. everything you said, but the opposite. 
<laughs> no, I, I like the cleans. I like the screams. I just I I listened to this album a bunch and just mm. really dug it. That's why we do these. Yes, we do these, do these. Uh, guitars. I gave four point one. Uh, four for me. Okay. And then I gave drums four point two. Oh, three point eight for me. A little lower. Hmm. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, I think that they did a little bit of following the the guitars and not enough like exploring mm. the other spaces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. They were really good and like really cool interpretations, but I just felt like the guitars were always first, like leading right. the charge. Yeah. Yeah, metal can do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that sometimes hard to listen to. Like, I like to hear the different instruments interpreting the songs. Like, either either everyone's serving the song or, like, different instruments are, like, exploring outside of that box. But, like, when one is clearly following another, I, I just find that, like, that's what you get on, like, J Joe, or, uh, like, Satriani and, like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Jelly Bean? I do know what you mean. Uh, so, writing, I gave 4.4. Ah, 4.5 for me. Cause yeah, I thought it was well laid out. It was sounded cool. The songs were cool. Structures were a little bit different. Yep. One of the things I liked, I meant to mention this when we were talking about the guitars, but uh, did you notice there was some effect on the guitar that they remind me a lot of like CKY, like kind of like octavers hmm. and kind of like weird slides and stuff. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I miss that band. Yeah. 96 Quite Bitter Things. Such a good song. It's very good. Yeah. That riff. Yeah. Uh, production, I give 4.3. 4.2. I guess we're pretty much the same on that. Yeah. And then repeat, I gave 4. Oh, I gave 4.5 there. Okay. Yeah. I, this one I've been listening to for a few weeks because it was originally on last week's list and I got moved to this week. Mm -hmm. Cool. So my total was 24.9. And 25.4 for me. So pretty close. 25. Okay. Yep. Uh, this is a classic example of... My next album, number three, yeah. got, spoiler alert, 0.1 lower than Wind Waker. Okay. But the repeatability score got a higher score, which is why I put it up ahead. Okay. Because I listened to it a lot more and then just overall enjoyed it, listening to it more, mm -hmm. but a little bit of a lower score. That is the album Misery Made Me by Silverstein. Totally. Uh, I would venture to say this is the best Silverstein album they've put out since Shipwreck in the Sand. I agree. Yeah, this album was incredible. I love Shipwreck in the Sand. Mm -hmm. That's like that was like my anthem. Totally. That whole album. And I went back and listened to it after listening to this because I was like, did it hold up? Just nostalgic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sweet. Man, some of the we can and we can go on a tangent here, but some of the tracks on that album are just out of this world good and when I listened to them again I was like oh man I am just going hard A Great Fire Vices American Dream Born Dead Shipwreck in the Sand I Am the Arsonist like yeah I don't think I spent a lot of time with this album so I actually couldn't really comment on it but it's one of my favorite metalcore albums maybe ever is that right came out in 2009 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this band is uh they're from burlington ontario mm -hmm. uh, which is canadian as well so kind of cool they've been around for a long time i think that 
I listened to them. I want to say 18 Candles, which is like a compilation. Best of, yeah, a compilation yeah. of. I think that was the last one I listened to. I think I listened to a little bit of Arrivals and Departures. Hmm. I was noticing when I went through, someone pointed this out. Actually, one of the, the it was uh, Shane Toller from Silverstein, his podcast. Yeah. He had someone on that pointed out to him that this was, this is album number 10. Yeah. For them, like an actual LP. They have a lot of like stuff in between, like 18 candles. Mm-hmm. Um, someone pointed out to me, it was just like, this is album number 10 and it's an even album. So it's going to be a good one. And he was like, what do you mean? And he was like, every other year you put out, he was like, <laughs> he was like, your first album was okay, but then your second album was incredible. And your third album was okay. And then your fourth album was incredible. <laughs> and I looked back through their discography. And I was like, he's right. Cause their first album when broken is easily fixed, not a huge fan. Right. But then discovering the waterfront, which like blew them up. Right. With like your sword versus my dagger and smile in your sleep and my heroin on it. Oh yeah, I recognize those ones. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. Arrivals and Departures was next. It was okay. <laughs> then the, number four, Shipwreck in the Sand. Yeah. Incredible. The number five, Rescue. I remember downloading that album and being like, oh, this isn't for me. The number six, This Is How the Wind Shifts. Loved that album. That's so funny. <laughs> and then number number seven, I Am Alive and Everything I Touch. Did not like that album at all. But then <laughs> number eight, Dead Reflection. I was like, this is awesome. Oh, that one I did listen to. That's got Secret Safe on it. Yeah. Yeah, such a good song. Um, so I loved that album. Then then Silverstein's album they came up with in 2020, A Beautiful Place to Drown. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is okay. And that's album number nine. And then album 10, Misery <laughs> Made Me. I was like, this is some of the best work they've done in 10 years. That's so, so funny. Someone pointed he pointed it out, and I was like, "This is actually so true." Yeah. So if you're listening, <laughs> just listen Silver, to even Silverstein <laughs> album eleven. Eh, <laughs> probably not going to be very good. Or, yeah, I won't even make our honorable mentions. <clears throat> so I thought that was funny. <laughs> well, let's get into the scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is this band from? Uh, Burlington, Ontario, in Canada. I thought it was just straight up Toronto, but no, Burlington <clears throat> specifically. Mm. Okay, uh, vocals, I gave a 4.1. Me too. Interesting. Uh, I mean, Shane told, he just knows what he's doing. Indeed. Uh, some of his screams were really good. Uh, guitars that have always been my least favorite part of this band mm-hmm. got a 3.7. Oh, it's 3.8. And then drums got a 3.9. Me too. <clears throat> we're very close so far. Very close. Uh, writing got a 4.4. I get 4.2. And then I think we'll be different on this one. Production got a 4.2. I get 4.4. Whoa. (laughs) We might be like dead even on this. Yeah. And then, uh, repeatability, 4.5. I get 4. Ah. Oh. So we're close though. Yeah. Uh, my final score was 24.4. Yeah, and mine was 24.8. Okay. Yeah, really good. I We really agreed on that album for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that really, was your number three or number four? That was my number three. Okay. So there's two left. Because math. Right. Um, I want to just really quick point out a couple of 
songs on this album because I think there's some of their best. First of all, Die Alone, mm-hmm. featuring Andrew Newfeld from Comeback Kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was sick. Probably the heaviest song they've ever written. And Ultraviolet is maybe one of the better choruses they've ever written. Just super, super catchy. And then I could make the argument this is maybe a top 10 or top 5 Silverstein song and The Altar, Mary, was so good. Unbelievably good. So, Silverstein, man. This album made me, like, if they come through town, I want to see them live. Mm -hmm. So there's this new trend, and I just just saw it. I don't know how to make it happen. Oh, there it is. So they've started doing um, animated album covers. On Apple Music? Yeah. And this, it's very subtle, but, like, just beautiful. Does that do that on our phone? I don't know. Well, it, it doesn't. I can actually I can tell you it does not because... So it's probably a feature coming to phone soon. I'm looking at Silverstein's album cover right now. And if you're Kyle, you know I'm lying because I'm still <laughs> going through it. <laughs> because I'm in the room. Yeah, no, it's just still. It looked like it wanted to do it when I went to the... Yeah, look. When I went to the album... Yeah. It like looks like it wanted to do it and then switched. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. I th- hope they figure it out because I kind of like like it. Does obviously doesn't work for printed albums. Well, it'd be cool like when you're in this screen if it did the ah uh, animation. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> animated uh, albums. Yep. Maybe that's a, a setting on there you can turn on and off. Maybe we'll see. We'd have to look. So that was still 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 Steam. Silverstein. I always mix them up with like Silver Chair, who had that song like the anthem oh, two thousand yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Brings yeah. me back. Yeah. Okay. Number two this week is the album Beautiful Shade of Grey by some unknown singer named James Labrie. Oh, I thought it was pronounced Holmes. Holmes. Hames, Hames Lab Lachies. Yeah. Hames Lachies. Hames Lachies. Uh, obviously, James Labrie, lead singer of Dream Theater, mm-hmm. put out his first solo album in a certain amount of time. Because <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> when, the, uh, when the last one came out. That was oddly specific. <clears throat> yes. Uh, that came out through, obviously, Inside Out Music, because that is Dream Theater's label. Did you find? I'm working on it. <laughs> God, be more prepared. <laughs> uh, the last one came out in 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. He did Eight 2012, years. 2013, 2014, and then not again until now. <clears throat> and if you listened to his previous solo albums, I think you were expecting a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just pretend we didn't hear like the single. Yeah. We, we talked about the Devil and Drag single. We did, yeah. Um, if you didn't hear that, you'd be expecting a, a certain style of album. And boy, is it different. In a very good way. Totally, yeah. Um, I <clears throat> loved it. It's very, 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 very cool. 
very interesting um yeah like really acoustic acoustic-y yeah um, but like metal acoustic or like yeah, rock acoustic yeah like it's kind of, it was cool yeah i don't know how to explain it um marco spogli was playing guitar on this album and i would venture to say and i know spencer would back me up on this i would venture to say that marco spogli is maybe the most underrated guitar player on the planet yeah because um, everyone talks about petrucci or romeo or mm-hmm. satriani or vi and i don't even need to say their first names no exactly you know who i'm talking about yeah and marco spogli like good lord that guy can play um, yeah and he's it's an not... amazing follow on instagram because he just posts these little diddlies of the day and it's just like he does some stuff that i mm-hmm. have never seen before well one of the coolest things about this album is um you don't often hear the types of riffs that he's playing on an acoustic guitar yeah and it's a very cool do you think feel. it was do you think it was recorded on an acoustic guitar or do you think it was recorded on an electric guitar with an acoustic I think it was recorded plug-in. on an acoustic guitar hmm. yeah I think differently do you, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay I think for sure some songs yeah but I think for a lot of songs I think he might have used like a acoustic plug-in on an electric okay uh, I'll have to listen to it again with that question in mind because I haven't uh... I'll never know yeah I mean I'm sh- actually we might know because I did see there is a video I think it's on YouTube of the I think James released a like a making of like a little 20 minute documentary of this album on, on YouTube I believe so so maybe we will find out the answer maybe I can just skip through it right now and tell you Maybe you can. Okay, so let's get into the... Uh, is it there? Uh, is is it there? Cringe compilation. <laughs> that would also be funny to listen to. Yeah. Um, let's get into the scores, because yeah, it was a very uh, interesting album. It'll be interesting how we score this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling, judging from some of your previous scores, that this got a very high score. That is an interesting assumption. Uh, let's start with vocals. Okay. That's how we do things around here. Yeah. I gave a 4.6. Okay. I gave 4.2. Oh, interesting. Yep. Uh, still a high score, but <clears throat> I just... James O'Brien always kind of just doesn't always score high with me. I think it's honestly just me. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I find his voice a little bit whaley and I find his enunciation hard. He did better on this than a lot of old Dream Theater stuff. As we've talked about, he's kind of coming into like enunciating properly. Mm-hmm, 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 but it's still mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah, it's, it's impressive his range, but that's kind of just what I got. Yeah, I would agree for the most part. 4.2 is by no means a short score. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Guitars. I gave a 4.9. Beautiful. For guitars. I gave a 4.4. Okay. Um, kind of like you were saying, like, I don't know how he's doing what he's doing on acoustic guitar if he is playing on a full acoustic. Mm-hmm. But even just in general, kind of the sounds, the tones, some of the solos. Totally. Uh, it's just kind of 
insane, to be honest. I thought it was very, very good. You give what? 4.4. 4. 4. 4. Uh, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm kind of like scanning through, and not once is Marcos holding an electric guitar. Oh but he, they're not holding instruments very often. It looks like a lot of talking. Hmm. So we might have to dig into it a bit, but it, all the video shots of him, he's holding an acoustic. I wonder what kind of acoustic he's playing. Um, I'll be a Martin. Well, he's got a 12 string in one of the shots and a six in another. That's uh, the two types of acoustic <laughs> guitars. <laughs> Never see us. I wonder when someone's going to come up with a seven string acoustic. Oh, I'm sure it's you could imminent. come. Uh, you could come up with some cool sounds. I bet you definitely with a seven string acoustic guitar. Yep. Who's going to do it first? Probably Ibanez. Yep. Actually, I don't think Ibanez even makes an acoustic guitar, do they? I don't know the answer to that. Kyle. <sighs> <laughs> don't uh, Kyle me. Uh, shall we move on? Yep. Are you done scrolling? Yep. Drums. Uh, Chance Labrie, James's son, is drumming on this album. Huh, right on. And I was impressed. Yep. I gave them 4.5. Okay, I gave 4.1. Okay. Maybe I scored this album higher than you. This is blowing my mind. I thought you for sure this was going to be like a 28 for you or something. Mm, nope. Okay. Um, writing, I give 4.4. 4.3. Some very cool melodies. Mm -hmm. Catchy choruses. It's just interesting to hear James write all the lyrics, all the everything. Yeah, he's got a pretty good, like... Uh, wordsmithing mind. <clears throat> yeah, I will say the one song that I really did not like was, I think it was the second song. Yeah, Supernova Girl. Mm. Not a fan of that song at all. Yeah, that's fair. Um, really cool cover at the end, too, of Ramble On by Zeppelin. Yep. Uh, production, I gave a 4.7. Oh, very nice. I gave 4.4. Okay. I think I was just a little more critical on this album than you, but we're kind of in the same... Which is interesting. Yeah. And I'm way more critical of, like, Three Days Grace than you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my personality, though. When I hate something, I really hate it. Oh, yeah. When I love something, I really love it. <laughs> uh, and then repeatability, I gave a four. A three for me. A three for me. Yeah. So, I get, yeah, you scored in the 28s, 27s, hey? Uh, close. 27.1. Okay. Yeah. I gave a 24.4. Okay. Which is the same score as Silverstein. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very what a hint. Very interesting. Uh, so, do we have the same number one? <laughs> I told you I wouldn't tell you. You told me you wouldn't tell me. The Adam and Kyle Podcast is sponsored by Canadiana Music. Canadiana Music is a new company in southern Alberta that is built to drive the community supporting local artists and songwriters. Keep a tab on Canadiana Music to hear about information for local artists, upcoming events, and sponsorship options. Canadiana Music is also a fully equipped production company with a professional recording studio located in the beautiful Turner Valley. Reach out from their website at www.canadianamusic.com for any production or recording needs. Mention the Adam and Kyle podcast to receive 10% off of the label for your next event or recording. Follow Canadiana Music at Canadiana Music on social media. Check the show notes below for links. My number one uh -huh. is the new album from Matt Hafey's 
side project with Isan from Emperor. Yeah. Matt Hafey from Trivium. Trivium. Isan from Emperor. And that is the band Ibaraki and the album Rashom- Ra- Rashomon. Matt Hafey's from Orlando, Florida. The USA. <laughs> Where is I don't know. Isan from I don't know. Well, he's from Emperor. So I'm guessing he's from somewhere in Europe. Would be my uh what's the word? Prejudice. <laughs> They're a Norwegian black metal band. Oh fuck, no wonder why I like them so much. Yeah, you do love Norway. Yeah. <laughs> true um yeah cool album yeah you could say that yeah Yeah. very cool I think I'm not a fan of black metal most times but I found this album just really really accessible well that's exactly what Matt Havey wanted to do totally was he like put out there like I want the goal of this album was to make Mm mm-hmm Black metal. Black metal accessible. <laughs> he did it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Very much so. He did it. I think um, for me, it's the production quality. Like, like most black metal, you can't hear oh, yeah. anything. Yeah. But like production quality, the use of different instruments. Yeah. And there was different, there was things in there that I did not expect to hear in a black metal album. No. Like, at all. Like circus music. Yeah, I know. And like it, it sounds so weird talking about it because you, th- you would, talking about that you're like, oh, a black melon with circus music and like a good amount of clean vocals. Yep. Yeah. And it sounds awful, but in reality, it just somehow works. Totally. Well, and like I read through kind of his song explanations and stuff, and he uses a lot of uh, like folklore and stuff, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, so the content yeah, it's all of the about songs. Japanese uh, stuff yeah mythical gods mythical gods stuff yeah. like that yeah which Rashomon is like a, a apparently a, a very poignant mythical creature in Japanese folklore yeah. yeah so that's what the album was named after and then yeah he just just delivered this album <sighs> Matt Matt Heafy is at the top of his game Oh, yeah. He's my hall pass if I ever needed one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Cool. Um, Also, something very interesting. I was going to bring this up at the end after we score it, but what's very interesting is uh, I saw an interview with Matt Hafey, and this, this was recorded in the last few years. Everything was written 12 years ago. Wow. Yeah. It seemed so modern yeah so it's been like a it's been an ongoing project that they've really wanted to do i don't know why it's taken 12 years i mean i'm sure it's because people are like busy Isan's <laughs> solo career took off and mm-hmm. trivium took off in that time um so that was very interesting to to hear um we can get into some of the meat of the meat of this after we score it yep Let's go through the scores. Okay. I'm very intrigued. Uh, what did you give vocals? 4.8. Same. Nice. Yeah. I just love Matt Hafey's vocals. He's so good. And some of the 
the reason why it got so high too is like his screams are great. Yeah. But the features. I know. <laughs> Gerard Way, like that blew my mind. I had no idea he could scream like that. Yeah. So this is Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. And I don't even know how to describe it. I never thought. Well, Gerard Way apparently can black metal scream. So no there, there shit. You go. Uh, that was probably the that I would say that is the coolest uh, feature of the year easily. Oh yeah, and definitely. most unexpected. When I saw Gerard Way on there, I was like, okay, and then I heard it, and I was like, okay, okay. yeah, <laughs> unreal. Yeah. Um, where are we? Guitars? Yeah, guitars. What did you give? Five. Oh, yeah. interesting. I and. I kind of did the guitars and instruments again. So it was because of the feature of the instruments. It was because of the yeah. the riffs. It was because of how not black metal-y it was, even though it was black metal. Like, I just really was into it. Yeah. Uh, I gave 4.9. Okay. Um, I can't explain why I didn't get a 5, but I just didn't. So... <laughs> You it's because you're mean. Yes. Uh, <laughs> drums, though, I gave a five. Oh, I gave 4.7 on the drums. Um, do you know who the drummer was? I do not. Alex Bent from Trivium. Oh, he... Which makes sense. Yeah, he is so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's super cool. I The reason I didn't give it a full five is I found the drums a little bit much sometimes, which was... But, like, they were incredible, but they were just a little... Oh, I think they just fit perfectly with the whole black metal... <laughs> Fair enough. ...theme. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's many drummers up there that can play what he plays, to be honest. No. It's... I think it would be a small handful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was... I thought they were just out of this world good. Yeah. Um, writing. Uh, 4.6. I gave a 5. Another 5. Very nice. I just thought, like... I don't know. I've never heard an album like this. The way it was <laughs> no. laid out, the way it was... Yeah, I'm not... I'm trying to think of why I gave it a 4.6. I rated this, like, weeks ago. Like, I listened to it before it was on our list. Yeah. Because I knew it would be on our list. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember why I gave it a 4.6. I think I had a good reason, but I just didn't write it down. So... Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, production I gave 4.8 4.7 uh, like you were saying for a black metal album oh so good like you can just hear everything if you're a black metal band out there listening you don't have to have shitty production to be in a black to have a black <laughs> no. metal album like if you just made yep a black metal album sound good maybe people would listen to you more totally maybe they don't care but like at the same time like I'd be way more into I don't mind a lot of black metal no, to be honest, but, but I'd be way more into it if it was just sounded good. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like all the black metal album I've heard up till now, like everything's just pinned and is like right in your face. Yeah. And I think on this album, they really did a good job of balancing everything and putting it in its place and putting nice compression on it, nice EQ on it, putting everything in this nice little pocket. Yep. And so you can hear it all. Yep. So yeah, listen closely, <laughs> black metal bands. <laughs> Because uh, we are experts. <laughs> yes. We know exactly what we're talking about. Because we've, you know, we've produced black metal bands all the time. <laughs> all the time. Repeat gave a five. I gave 
And it's just because for me, it's just I like when it's that heavy, it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, so that was what that's why it got a five for me is because even though like for the most part, pretty much it's relentless. There's yeah. enough little breaks in between mm-hmm. where uh, it just broke it up really nicely. Um, this album is a journey. Oh yeah, it and is. I listened. I've listened to this at least ten or twelve times. Yeah. Um, and a completely different experience with headphones. Totally. Yeah. I listened the first time on headphones and then later in the car and yeah, the headphones, it was really great. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give you a hint to my order for the week, but that was my highest scores across the board. Oh God. Everything. It's not even close. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I gave 29.5. Yeah. 28.5 for me. So really 29.5 out of 30. Yeah, that is a fantastic score. Um, I, looking at the albums on our list, I find it, I highly, highly doubt an album's going to knock this off. But this is my album of the year, and I'm calling it in May. Okay. Okay. I think this is going to be number one album of the year. For me, it was uh, Michael Romeo. Romeo is still a little higher. Hmm. Yeah, at uh, twenty eight point eight is what Michael Romeo's at. So not far off from twenty eight point five. The other thing I wanted to tell you, because I after listening to it like ten or twelve times, I came to the conclusion that one, yeah, I don't see an album on our list yet knocking this off. Mm-hmm. There are still some albums to be announced or released. We could potentially getting a Symphony X one. Yeah. And we know for a fact we're getting a new Slipknot. Right. We just haven't had a date, but we know we're getting one. I mean, if I listen to more stuff, uh, like Michael Romeo, Persephone, again, things like that, and get more into it, there potentially could happen. Mm-hmm. There's an album, maybe two, on the honorable mentions list that have a chance. Okay. Uh, And I'm I'm excited to talk about the honorable mentions because there are some albums that we did not rate that we need to rate. Uh, But I will leave you with this. Uh, I would say that Ibaraki Rashomon would have taken the number one spot last year, too. I like it better than Sleep Token. Okay. I like it better than Between the Buried and Me. I like it better than Era. Oh, wow. Phenomenal. I, yeah. Something about it. I just think it's like a masterclass in metal. Sweet. Black metal. Yeah, I... Uh, good. I love it. That's what, what great. It just caught me. Yeah. Um, Ibaraki got 29.5 this week. Three Days Grace got 8.9. That is my... <laughs> By far my biggest discrepancy. Yep. <laughs> so. 20, 20 and a half points. <laughs> 20.6 spread. Okay, so tell me what you think my order was. Uh, number one would have been Ibaraki. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number two would have been. Uh, Wind Waker? Uh Uh-huh. Number three 
Well, you said Labrie and Silverstein tied. Yeah. I'm guessing you probably put Labrie ahead. Mm-hmm. So that was number, so far. That was number three? Yeah. Four was Silverstein. Yeah. So that means five was Black Keys and six was Three Days Grace. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, very good. Very um, nice. Yeah, we had pretty much the same, except you put Wind Waker higher than me. Yeah. I put Wind Waker at four. That's right, yeah. Well, that was a fun week. I really, really liked that week, too. Yeah, and it was extra fun for me, because when I start telling you about the honorable mentions, <laughs> um, there are some albums hidden in here that I uh, highlighted on the list that are holy shit good. Yeah, I need to catch up on my honorable mentions. I'm uh, really behind. Well, if you need to catch up on your honorable mentions, I only have 16 albums. Oh, perfect. To tell you about. Okay. Well, I should be able to catch up this for this week. week. Yeah, no problem. Um, that's not a joke. 16. Okay. You've been busy. Uh, yes. This is this is just a product of me being able to listen to music literally all day at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a uh, int- uh, way to sort this out because the kind of those few I want to save for last. Just give me a quick hot minute. Hot milk. Um, there are some releases. There's there's five honorable mentions in particular that I highlighted that I can tell you with absolute certainty will be in the top 100. Okay. I can tell you with absolute certainty a few of them will be in the maybe the top 20. And there's a couple that really have caught my attention that, I mean, I highly doubt they'll challenge for the number one spot, but like have the potential to be very high in the list for me. But let's start with uh just a sharp left turn here harry styles came out with a new album it's called harry's house yeah um kind of cool pop funky it's actually it's actually very good okay um i don't mind harry styles at all uh the next album was originally on our list but then when i realized that james Labrie was released i remember texting you and i was like we should just we should replace this yeah and because i didn't think this album was that good okay (laughs) um and that's upon a burning body with their album fury um yeah i mean it was fine if that was on our list it would have been higher than three days grace but it would have fallen like number five yeah sure yeah okay give me a good idea i'm glad we replaced with james labrie then yeah Body, the first time I ever heard them, like they're from, I think they're from Mexico and they had some really like cool, like Latin influences in their music when yeah. I first heard them back in the day. It's all gone. No, it's, it's not as good. The stuff that made them cool, they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Uh, next is a band called Lost in Separation and they put out an EP called The Secrets We Keep. No, that is not the my favorite album title of the week okay uh, potentially of the year we'll see that's not your one that's not my okay. one um yeah they're they're a pretty cool band they kind of sound like um what's I meant to write all these down of what these bands sound like 
They sound like music that is in your ears? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Uh, next is a band called Misery Index. They've been around for quite a while. Yeah, I remember them. Uh, they have an album. They released a new album called Complete Control. It's a good listen. It's a lot, but <laughs> okay. it's a good listen. All right. Uh, next is an album that a lot of people were talking about. It's not at all in our community, but that's the new Kendrick Lamar album. Yeah, someone else brought that up yeah. too. And it's called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Um, I have listened to this fully. There's some really good songs on it, actually. Okay. But again, just have to be in the right vibe to listen to rap. Yep. It's just a different... But it was good to kind of chuck on uh, while I'm at work. Uh, this one was a big surprise. Evergrey released a new album. Another one? Yeah. Okay. Because we talked about their album last year. Yep. We both really enjoyed it. Totally. Uh, this album is called A Heartless Portrait, and in brackets, the Orf, the Orphine, the Orphine Testament. Uh, another concept album just kind of came out of nowhere. Had no idea this was being released. It's very good. Some really cool stuff in there. I really enjoyed the album from them last year. I think you would enjoy this just as much. Then <laughs> okay, definitely worth checking out. Next is a band you'll definitely be able to spell and they are called Blut aus Nord <laughs> if you notice you haven't heard the clicking yet because yes. I don't know where to start uh, B. first word B-U or sorry B-L-U-T okay second word A-U-S uh-huh and then third word N-O-R-D alright Blut aus Nord okay um they're like an atmospheric black metal doomy band and their album is called Disharmonium Undreamable Abysses. I'm just going to copy and paste that from Apple Music. Say that 10 times fast. I'm not going to. I can't um, copy it from Apple Music. The album artwork really caught my attention. Yeah, that's incredible. It's a, There's a lot going on in there. Um, this album is, is pretty cool. It's really, you know, like I said, atmospheric. It's really, uh, like, kind of takes you on a journey. Yep. The the like the slow lighter parts are are good and like a good little break. Mm -hmm. The heavy parts are extremely heavy, especially the last two tracks. Um, and I think you kind of know what you're getting into the, with this band. You just look at the name of the band, yeah, the album artwork, <laughs> and the fact that it's seven songs and like forty eight minutes long. You're like, okay, I know what I'm getting myself into. Yep, absolutely. Um, I did like it though. And I'm not usually into that kind of stuff. Uh, next band. Do you remember the band Train? I do. Drops of Jupiter in Yeah. It was funny because I was thinking someone, uh, we have live music at the brewery. Yeah. And someone played Drops of Jupiter. And I was like, is this band even around anymore? And then sure enough, I was looking through, released a new album last week. <laughs> okay, sweet. It's called AM Gold. AM Gold. I have not listened to it. But I figured it should be an honorable mention just because they're there. Fun fact about Here's What's Spinning. That is the 200th album that we have mentioned on this on this year's podcast. Good Lord. <laughs> like, what do you even say to that? I don't know. It's May. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. We'll be, it we'll, is be May. A, we'll be at 500 by the end of the year. Um, yes, for sure. And should we... 
we're gonna do a uh, like top releases of the year so far mm-hmm. on July first. Yep. For those listening, last year it was a top ten like just releases. I think we should do a top twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Uh, I can tell you what number one's gonna be. There's no way in the next month someone's gonna take over Ibaraki. Yeah, uh, unless a, you listen to Three Days Grace again. There's a spoiler alert for you. Three Days Grace will be negative. Like, I don't even want to put them on my list of <laughs> albums that we listen to. Where am I? Train. You okay. just finished, yet? Yeah. Next album is uh, another metal band that's been around for a long time, Anvil. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. They released a new album called Impact is Imminent. Uh, you can take a wild guess at what the lyrics are about. Uh, is it about the end of the world? <gasps> Impact is imminent. And the album covers like an asteroid or something hitting Earth or something. Like that. Is it an asteroid? No, but they have a new album coming out. Oh, <laughs> nice. I love Asteroid. <coughs> I mentioned that a while back. I think that comes out. I think that's on June 3rd. Yeah, it is indeed. Yep. Radiant Bloom. Oh, I'm excited. I've only listened to the one single, but the one single I loved. Next up is a new EP from the cover band, Our Last Night. We talked about them last year, I think, too. We did. Um, so this is a, an EP full of original material. It's okay. called Uninstall. Like uh, original covers or original material? Original material. Cool. Um, what does it say about a band when their cover songs are better than the songs they write themselves? That they should continue being a cover band? <laughs> well, they still keep putting out covers. They did, they released, their latest cover was a cover of the, the Harry Styles. Maybe they should try, song. they should try cover their own music and see if it makes it better. How does that work? <laughs> um, there is some cool songs on this album. It's a short little five songer. Yeah. Um... They have some, like, some, yeah, some cool songs, some cool melodies, cool guitar work, and it sounds great. Uh, it's also self-released, self-produced. Mm. This band basically does everything themselves. Um, but it just doesn't hit the way their covers hit. Right. And I think that's very interesting. Next on the list is a fully instrumental album. It's from a band called Siberia. And the album is called Statement on Death. They are also from Nuclear Blast. I don't know why I decided to listen to this album. Probably because it... Oh, no, sorry, they're not on Nuclear Blast. They're on Metal Blade. Oh. Duh. I don't know why I decided to listen to this. Again, cool artwork and, like, kind of the name was interesting. Siberia's with a Y, like the place. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was just... I don't know. It caught my attention and I listened to it and it's... Yeah, fully instrumental and like it was it was good enough that it kept my attention. But cool. unless you're in the mood for like kind of like a doomy instrumental metal album. They have that. Okay. Uh my last five honorable mentions are the five I was referring to where I think these will be We could have rated them. We could have rated them. Yeah. Uh let's start with let's start with the EP. And my favorite album title okay. so far of the year. The band is called The Dozen Black Roses. Don't like the band name. Nope. 
The album is called Treading Ever So Deeply. Ooh. And it just is very intriguing title to me. Uh, this is their debut EP. Um, I don't have Spotify anymore, but I think I saw that they have like under 2,000 monthly listeners. So like okay. very new. Uh, this <laughs> this album is so good. I know you didn't like this album last year. It reminds me of... Um, oh my God. What was that album called last year that you... The EP that I was raving about, not Lorna Shore. Knocked Loose. I don't remember that one. It's because you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Um, a Tear in the Fabric of Life. Okay. Which was another sick album title. Man, these EPs. People are coming out with cool album titles. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of Knocked Loose a little bit. It's like insanely heavy, um, but produced really well. This is really melodic. The drums sound absolutely phenomenal. And the drummer in this band is outrageously good. Um, this shit will pump you up. Okay. They're very, very, very cool. Uh, so definitely you need to check them out. Uh, the next one is the band Malevolence. And their album is called Malicious Intent. Uh, there's a feature... Uh, on this album from Matt Heafy. Cool. And yeah, just a really cool mix of kind of like punk but hardcore. Um, I would say they're kind of comeback kitty mm -hmm. in that way. Um, but some really cool kind of like clean vocal moments, uh, really good melodies. Uh, again, kind of like short and sweet definitely worth a check out the next band I want to talk about is a band called Cave In okay uh, again just sick artwork the album is called Heavy Pendulum and I would classify this band I was showing this to uh, uh, my buddy Nick and I was like you have to check this album out he said, what does it sound like? And I said, picture a heavier Mastodon. And I kind of just came up with that off the top of my head. And then after listening to it, I was like, this is a heavier Mastodon. It is indeed. Um, super cool. He really likes the album too. Um, this one kind of came out of nowhere. I just didn't think it was going to be that great. And it's phenomenal. It's a really, really, really cool record. I'm going to get to the album artwork in just a second. I just I'm not there yet. He's not there yet. No. What are you doing? I'm fixing something. Uh, He's fixing something. Malicious intent. Oh, I just spelled malevolence poorly. Cave in, you say. That is the album Heavy Pendulum. That is really cool. It actually looks like an asteroid album. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. I love like the world of graphic design and, and digital adjustment photography. There's some really cool yeah, concepts that come out of that. Um, I went to... This band is obviously decently popular because I went to a bunch of different websites to, to get this album on vinyl. Oh, yeah. Sold out everywhere. Is that right? Can't find it. Um, I know they have been around for a little bit. 
uh, I would highly recommend this. I know you're not a huge Mastodon guy, but... No, but, I mean, I can, I can get into it. It's... I really enjoyed it. Uh, next on my list, this is probably... Um, I would say... In terms of, like, kind of, like, eclectic uh, music, I've never, ever heard a band like this in my life. Mm -hmm. I can't think of who or what they sound like. Um, but I've never been so, like, intrigued by an album and how it sounds before in my life. Okay. Uh, this is a band called Moontooth. I, that rings a bell. And the album is called Phototroph. Uh, if you want to talk about cool artwork, uh, this is cool artwork. It's two words. I don't know if that'll make a difference. Yeah. Phototroph. Uh, this is like progressive rock, progressive metal. Um, like, I. that's really phenomenal artwork. How do people think of these things? I don't know. It's like half and half, daytime, nighttime. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The more I listen to this album, again, this is another one I'd probably just buy on vinyl to kind of support a band. Yeah. Um, have they been around for a while? The okay, artwork so is super cool. Maybe I don't know the name. Maybe I'm thinking of Beartooth. Probably. Yeah. Um, again, like like I said, I can't really describe to you what this sounds like. You just have to hear it. I just, <laughs> okay. like, I don't know what it is, but I was just enthralled with this album. And there's some super cool parts and they get like they get really, really technical and kind of heavy in parts. Yeah. Like for the most part, it's clean vocals. But they just kind of like randomly just get super heavy and technical, and it and it at first it seems out of place, but it also just fits super well. Mm -hmm. They're just they're so good. Um, this could be uh, at least when we do our top, like our halfway point. This could be in the top ten. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm I gotta catch up on our honorable mentions. I think before our top twenty-five, because well, there's, yes. there's a few. Uh, speaking of an album that will be in the top ten, uh, we talked about their EP last year. I can't remember if you liked it or not, um, but this is the debut album from a band called Static Dress, and I don't remember if I liked them or not either. The uh, I will just say. You, you know kind of how we had like the the spirit box hype yeah and we were kind of just like riding it riding it and just like jump on this band like they're going to be huge yeah i think static dress is going to be huge okay okay uh the album is called rouge carpet disaster talk about a bad album title <laughs> yeah um i really like the name of the band though i don't know something about it static okay. dress i think it's kind of cool um this band kind of harkens back to uh we were listening to one of the singles yesterday that's on our list and it's the the band uh the Le, Le exquisite du the yeah, french yeah, band yeah 
And remember I told you it was kind of like, it kind of sounded like 2005's kind of like emo metalcore yeah. back to those days. That's kind of what this sounds like. Okay, cool. Yeah, like they just, that. they just do it right. Um, this is, besides Ibaraki, this is the album I've listened to the most oh, in the last wow. couple of weeks. It's very cool. That's it for honorable mentions. Oh yeah. Yep. You don't have 17 more? Well, no, unless you want to talk about the singles. <laughs> uh, let's highlight some of the singles. I we think. have to fly through the singles. Yeah. Because we're getting long. Yeah. And uh, people are coming to pick us up at noon. <laughs> but that's 15 minutes from now. Yep. I have to shower. Oh, okay. We'll do that fast. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's just highlight the singles. Let's highlight some singles. Um, well, well, let's just go back and forth. Okay. And you tell me ones that stood out. Just start with one that stood out to you, and I'll keep going. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I think that uh, I'm going to just steal this one from you. Uh, the Lorna Shore, the new single, Sun Eater. Yeah. Uh, I have not liked Lorna Shore up until this single. I really liked this Interesting. Single. Yeah. Uh, Lorna Shore, there's a, not a single metal band on the planet doing what they're doing right now there's not a band that's getting more attention i would say mm. than they're getting um this video already has over a million views which for wow. a song like this and a band like this is extremely rare mm -hmm. um there's rumors that this that there isn't uh an, a full-length album coming out this year um yeah cool i absolutely i'm in love with this band <laughs> um i went back and listened to the the ep yeah that I, holds up i would still say like from the eps i've heard this year it was my ep of the year last year yeah still is okay okay cool. I, they're untouchable um well i brought them up right before this uh the band le le exquisite douleur uh, their first single that I can see that they've released called Vanity Dies with a Mirror in Hand. Uh, if you like 2005's kind of emo, I do screamo <laughs> stuff, it just harkens right back to it, and I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with, I think I'm gonna go with electric cowboy with their single spaceman <laughs> i just i love electric cowboy yeah. i think they're so fun and this song yeah. is so catchy and we pumped this lab yesterday <laughs> yeah we did drive through downtown van like the yeah. douchebags we are <laughs> yeah it was, it was, it was very great yeah. uh i'm gonna shout out i'm gonna shout out uh we did talk about this too because of the album that was announced uh betraying the martyrs okay the song swan song just really caught my attention. New, brand new vocalist. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. this song a lot. Cool. I'm gonna grab uh, My Chemical Romance, Ooh. the single, The Foundations of Decay, because we talked about first song in seven years. Yeah, because we talked about Gerard Way. Thank you. Uh, with Ibaraki, mm -hmm. uh, just listening to this song after hearing that song, just. I don't know. It, it's hilarious. I think it's actually exactly what I expected from 
My Chemical Romance. And I actually found this song harkened back to the Black Parade days. So I'm kind of interested to see if they come up with another album that rivals that. Very interesting. I hope this is from uh, off of a new album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's shout out my boy Andy Sizek. His other of 18 bands, Makari. <laughs> new album or new f- single, Phantom. And hopefully it's off a new album. Um, just a very good song. Yep. Cool. Very different vibe, but super cool. Yep. Um, let's go with the uh, uh, Tidebringer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our our. Our boy Chris. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this song is the third single they've released this year. Fifth. Oh, I've only heard three then. Mm. I apparently have to go back and catch up. Yeah, fifth. Okay, well, of the three that I've heard, <laughs> this is my favorite. I agree. Yeah. It's the best one they've done. Yeah. So if they've released five already, are they going to do a full length or are they? Uh, well, he told us in the podcast that it's a seven song. Okay, so they must be doing a full length, but they're just releasing it literally one at a time. Yeah. Which is an interesting way to do things. Memphis May Fire is doing the same thing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, definitely one of their one of their best songs on this album. Um, I will do... I think this should maybe be my la- our last one. Well, I'll do one and then you do one more. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, I will go with... A band that I'm very intrigued with. Uh, this is their fourth single from a still-yet-to-be-announced album that I assume is coming out. But that's the, that's the band The Wise Man's Fear and their new single, Slumbering World. Mm-hmm. Um, these four singles have been really cool, and they're, they are very unique. Um but they haven't really announced an album yet. There's still just four singles chilling on Apple Music. So the Slumbering World, great song again, but like hurry up and announce something, please. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to take two just because I have to, but uh, I, I do like supporting, I, I always love to support local music. And so my boy, Al Yeg, uh, okay. his single Black Yogurt, uh, it's just a good listen. The kind of like electro kind of metal feeling, catchy riffing, yep. instrumental stuff. Uh, he's doing a good job over there. Yep. So go check out Alieg. And then uh, just because I, I have to, uh, Spirit Box was featured on a song called Shivering by Elenium. Yep. It's a cool feature. It is a very cool feature. Uh, just just go listen to it. Spirit Box is great. Yes. And, and it was a cool feature with kind of a genre smash. Yeah. Greatness. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was our singles. Um, this was a lot of music today. Yeah. Uh, we will update, though, the uh, the playlists so you all can hear it. Um, if you do one thing, go listen to Ibaraki. In my opinion. Um, do you have anything else to say? While we're here, live. 
and in the flesh. Um, Ghostport Live Music. And local music. And local music, yeah. And uh, remember that supporting music doesn't just mean going to the concerts, but buy merchandise, mm-hmm. uh, share on social media, help the algorithms, you know. Yep. Just so support comes in more forms than just showing up which is yes and and just like even streaming is just not good for artists so remember to like even call radio stations like just support in real ways yeah yeah exactly why i continue to see bands live or buy their vinyl if i love their album totally so yeah things like that yeah we put a little disclaimer in the show notes every time yeah just like where you can go we like include the band's website so you can go buy merch totally just as a, an example, I saw a post this week that is like, if you buy a t-shirt, it is better for supporting the band than it is for listening to their song 5,000 times on a streaming service. So just as a... Uh, Which, let's be honest, probably no one listens to it 5,000 times, personally. Exactly. Like, there's yeah. no way. But like, if 40 people buy t-shirts, that's way better than 40 people listening 20 times on a streaming service. Yep. So... You wonder why concert t-shirts are expensive? That's why. Exactly. So, support local, support artists, support music. We would all be in a very different world without music, so don't forget that. There you go. Uh, Couldn't have said it better myself. Then let's uh, let's wrap it up. This is the Adam Cobb Podcast. We are live. Uh, Just as a quick little note, we will be recording an episode next week, but then we are taking another week off because I'm in California, so we'll do... Have a little one week break there, so I'm sure the one on the 23rd is going to be just as long. But we'll see. Thanks for bearing with us. I don't know how long has it been. Yeah, uh, I'm watching. We were just we just passed the two hour mark. Yeah. So if you've listened to the end of them, thank you very much. Yep. Uh, that's it for us. This is Adam Kyle. We are live. You know where to find us. You know how to reach us. You know how to listen to us. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Goodbye.